Today, Hunter Biden is indicted on gun charges. Megyn Kelly asks Donald Trump some tough questions. And Joe Biden lies about being at ground zero on 9-11. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today Hunter Biden has been indicted on three federal gun charges, which include false statement in a purchase of a firearm, false statement related to information required to be kept by a federal firearms licensed dealer, and possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user of or addicted to a controlled substance. Of course, in Hunter's case, crack. This comes after the aptly named Sweetheart Plea Deal collapsed in July when a federal judge rejected the deal due to the broad scope of the diversion agreement. And just reading the headlines, you may think to yourself, hey, maybe things are looking up with regard to this two-tier justice system we have where conservatives get 22 years in prison for being involved in what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, even though they weren't physically present at the Capitol on January 6th, and Democrats burn down cities and get their charges dropped. Maybe things are looking up. Well, I'd like to point out that while, yes, Hunter is being indicted on gun charges, he is not being indicted for tax fraud, which he committed, violating the Foreign Agent Registration Act, which he committed, money laundering, which he committed, sex trafficking, which he committed, or any of the other 459 crimes documented on his infamous laptop. So don't get too excited, at least yet. Here to discuss this and more, we have Matthew Peterson, of course, Blaze Media's editor-in-chief, also joining us again, Logan Hall, Blaze Media digital strategist. Uh, thank you both for being here. Um, what are your thoughts on this indictment? I, ju I just, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I feel like it's like a, hey, look what's going on over here. Mm -hmm. So you forget about all the other things that uh, you guys have a lot of documentation of. Wait a minute. Did did Hunter Biden do something bad with guns? <laughs> I am shocked. Are you? I am shocked. You know what hurts the most? The lack of respect. <laughs> really? For the law. You yeah. know. I mean, I, I I'm really shocked that the president's son would would uh, even engage in the appearance of impropriety. No, this is this is this is very much. Uh, you know, you wanna you wanna hide some things, yes, um, but it's also like a very late. We must do something right. to make right. it look like, right. yeah, that's a very naughty boy. Yep. Hunter's a very naughty boy. We, we should really look into this. This, this is very serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's about uh, maintaining an illusion of fairness. Um, right. Because anybody who looks at what's happening right now with the J6 political prisoners, uh, a lot of these blue counties, progressive counties mm -hmm. in America, there's clearly two standards of justice. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, the, the point of going after Hunter now at this hour serves that function. It also serves a function of maybe potentially getting Biden out of there as the 2024 nominee because they're clearly ready to dump him. Yeah, I yes. think so too. Um, I, I mean, it really does feel like the walls are closing in on him every day that he's got what, there's three committees now that are not just investigating him, but uncovering a lot mm -hmm. uh, within their investigation already. Um, I want to read James Comer. This is House Committee on Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer's statement 
on these gun charges. He said the Justice Department's sweetheart plea deal fell apart after a federal judge refused to rubber stamp it. Mountains of evidence reveals that Hunter Biden likely committed several felonies and Americans expect the Justice Department to apply the law equally. Today's charges are a very small start, but unless U.S. Attorney Weiss investigates every everyone involved in the fraud schemes and influence peddling, it will be clear President Biden's DOJ is protecting Hunter and the big guy. Um, now, there is, I mean, the likelihood that, like, they just try to make Hunter the fall guy and they go, well, we're going to put him away for, I mean, these are, these, the maximum sentence for these charges is like. It was like 10 years. Yeah, yeah 10 years in prison. I mean, that's, it's, that's not a small amount of time, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see maybe, I feel like maybe they think the harder we go in on Hunter, the less we have to answer for all of the Joe connections. But I'm just not sure that they can put those worms back in the can, so to speak. Like, I think Pandora's box has been opened, although I don't trust the Republicans to do anything because none of them seem to have balls. Um, I, I just, I just, it does feel like the walls are closing in on him. Um, and, but then, I don't know, optics-wise, how do you get him out that's what I've always struggled with. Get Biden they, out? Yeah. Like, do oh. they just say, like, oh, he's, which we'll get to the 9-11 stuff later, but do they just say, like, well, he's, like, really, he's, he's, he's old and he's having issues and he needs to go away? I mean, I think there's multiple paths. Yeah. But um, one path to consider that maybe people haven't thought about enough is um, no admission of guilt on Biden's part whatsoever, right? He does have to leave because this has made it difficult or because mm -hmm. his health or whatever. Um, I like to think that Biden will go down just not admitting anything because, as we know, Agreed. Hunter Biden is what, the best person he knows and the most honest person in the, the world. The smartest or, guy he knows. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he fought, what, he fought in Alaska during 9-11, I think, or something. <laughs> I forget exactly. But um, it's out there. It's on the Internet somewhere. Uh, so I, I do think that he, um, he, could, he could leave in a, a variety of ways, and he could even leave saying uh, nothing about wrongdoing, right, uh, and then they say, well, we don't know what happened, but the Republicans were attacking and we need to move on. Um, I think that the landing the plane or the plane taking off, however we want to look at the metaphor, is always tricky. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of options open right now. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, Logan, on hearing the, the mainstream media just go all in on basically repeating the line, there is no evidence against Joe Biden. There's no evidence. There's no evidence for this impeachment inquiry. It's baloney. There's absolutely no evidence to suggest that Joe Biden had anything to do with Hunter's business dealings. Uh, yeah, I mean, they are being directed to say this. I think there was a news story out yesterday that said the Biden White House was telling news, various corporate news channels to heavily scrutinize mm -hmm. anything that the Republicans are accusing him of. Yeah. And then two hours later, they all come out and they say, fact check, there's no evidence. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear that they are mouthpieces for the state and for the government. Um, I mean, anybody who, uh, I mean, anybody who uh, has, is, is not completely blind knows that there's evidence here and there's, it was a corrupt family. They were influence peddling, they were selling money. They were selling their name for money. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just it's just a matter of you have to 
Republicans should really be attacking the media a lot more than they should be attacking Hunter Biden at this point. And they seem to have misguided priorities on that front. The media is the real enemy. I don't think Hunter Biden is. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you that like Hunter can't help it that yeah. he had a messed up family and life and, you know, um, has a strange um, thing about always constantly being naked and touching himself on camera, which, again, is very bizarre that he constantly has to film himself and his genitalia. Um, I don't know how he has the time to go back and watch it because he's constantly filming it. But but that is a good point is like he's he isn't the bad guy. But I would say the mainstream media are. But also Joe. Oh, yeah. So that I mean, I, I but again, that goes back to my original point is the move to try to put all of this on Hunter and say, look, we took care of the problem because Hunter's going to federal prison. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the problem there is that, um, look, uh, far be it from me to want to uh, want to do what I'm about to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to give Joe Biden, I'm going to give Uncle Joe, Dark Brandon, I'm going to give him a little bit of agency. Oh. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I think we've co-opted his story. I think he is still a very stubborn old man who does not want to say anything bad about anyone in the family. Mm. Uh, you don't talk outside the family and you don't say anything bad about anyone in the family. And I'd like to think, you know, Uncle Joe has some, some mafia virtue that way. And he's not <laughs> going to want them to pin anything on Hunter, even if... That is sort of the plan. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it'll be very interesting to watch that uh, unfold. Yeah. So I want to um, I want to go through some, you know, actual evidence that the Democrats and the mainstream media claim that we don't have, which we clearly have. This was released by the House Oversight Committee. Um, let's just cycle through them really quickly. Uh, the Devin Archer situation. So July 2023, Devin Archer described how Joe Biden was the brand and was used to send signals of power, access and influence to enrich the Biden family. Uh, Devin Archer, number two, alone was aware of at least 20 times in which then Vice President Biden spoke on speakerphone with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates. But don't worry. I'm sure they were just talking about the weather. Number three, February 2014, then-Vice President Joe Biden dined with oligarchs from Russia and Kazakhstan who funneled millions of dollars to Hunter Biden and his business associates. I'm sure that was just because Hunter is very good at what he does, very experienced at all of the things that he had no experience in doing that he was paid millions of dollars for. Uh, number four, April 2015, Vice President Biden dined with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates, including Ukrainian Burisma executive. Uh, Burisma was then being investigated by Ukrainian prosecutor General Viktor Shokin for corruption. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Then Vice President Biden had coffee with Hunter Biden's Chinese business associate uh, in Beijing and wrote a college letter of recommendation for his daughter. Um, I mean, constant, constant. I, I could go through. There's like t there's like 20 more things here of mm -hmm. evidence of Hunter and Joe being corrupt and the Biden family influence peddling. Uh, May 20th, 2017, this is number 10, James Gillier told Tony Bobolinsky, another business associate, don't mention Joe being involved. This is a text message, you guys, for those who are listening on audio. We have a copy of it. Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face-to-face. -face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. We've got the uh, the messages, the WhatsApp messages with the Hunter, between Hunter and the Chinese business associate. He says, Z, if I get a call or a text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or that just disappeared from the screen while I was reading it, so I can't read it anymore. Uh, you, Zhang, 
or or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to hold forever a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I mean, I could go on, but like I don't want to take too much time reading these things that pe- viewers of this program have already seen. It's just so damn offensive to hear these parrots, these clapping seals regurgitate like there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence. We have text messages. We have bank records. We have WhatsApp messages. We have pictures of Joe with all of these business associates. And they think you're so effing dumb. They just met to talk about the weather. Sorry, I said (laughs) throwing in the swear jar. Yeah, CNN published a fact check. I think this might have been yesterday as well. But they published a fact check that said uh, Republicans claim that Joe Biden, the Biden family got 20 million in all of these offshore accounts. The fact check was, yes, the money did go to the family, but Biden never actually personally benefited from it, which is pretty cool. I mean, if I I wish somebody would do that for my family. Right. Right, Like I I, and I don't have to benefit from it in any way whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. But see, again, the problem here is the media because they are the way that they selectively uh, suppress and enforce narratives is one of the most dangerous things. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd argue it's a lot more dangerous than like some corrupt politician, which is the Biden. I mean, part of the problem that Republicans are running into here is that they're all in on the schemes and enriching Mm -hmm. themselves in D.C. as well. So it's a big club. You're not in it. Mm -hmm. We should be really attacking the media a lot more than we are attacking like one particular, I guess, the Biden family. It's almost like I'll give you the last word here, Matt, uh, before we go to break. It's almost like Donald Trump was correct when he said the media was the, the mainstream media was the enemy of the people. They're almost worse than that. Yeah. They are the enemy of the people. And I think Logan's point is really important for mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, if you're, you're thinking about this and you're getting upset about it, um, we all want the Republicans to do something. But it's like uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck said this morning. I mean, um, you know, the, the media is so partisan at this point that it's not even getting through to Democrats. And yet we're going after these obvious corrupt individuals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dark Brandon, as they call him on the internet, <laughs> is not gonna stop being who he is. Mm. You know, he's just like, what's up, Jack? You know, I'm corrupt as hell. Like, I, <laughs> I did nothing wrong. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He no. sleeps and goes on vacation and wanders about the country. I mean, uh, you know, he, he does whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, So he's not going to stop doing that. And, of course, if this was Trump, I mean, he would already be in jail. I mean, this this wouldn't even be, there would already have been an impeachment and a lot more. Um, But but the problem is that, and to give some credit to Republicans, the problem is the the media does completely control the narrative and they move in lockstep. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I, I think it's uh, it's wisely said that they are the enemy here. And don't expect, you're not going to stop, in other words, the, the Biden family from corruption, right? Right. right. Um, that, by, by yelling at them, they're going to keep doing what they do. Right. Um, all right, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So for over a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And um, they, look, if you are still, there's no reason for you to still be with any of the big mobile carriers because what you're doing there is you are paying your bill every month and they are taking a portion of that payment and they're donating it to left-leaning causes that you If you watch this program, I'm assuming that you're fighting against. Take a look at the T-Mobile booth that I found. This is at Dallas Pride Fest when I went there undercover. 
Not for fun, trust me. <laughs> There's the T-Mobile booth uh, with the little trans flags, and they were giving away cute little temporary tattoos to children as well. So if you look at that picture and you're extremely grossed out by it, why don't you try Patriot Mobile? They offer dependable nationwide coverage. They give you the ability to access all three major networks, which is going to give you the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. If you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and more. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. It's very, very easy. You can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade if it's time to upgrade. They will make sure that you find the best plan for your needs. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation with the offer code news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. All right, Megyn Kelly sat down with uh, President Donald Trump, and she just, the, the full interview, I believe, has been released today, but she posted a preview of that exchange yesterday, and she got to hand it to her. She did ask him some tough questions regarding uh, COVID, Dr. Fauci, the vaccine, uh, things of that nature. And so I want to play a couple of these clips for you. Let's start with the uh, the claim by Trump that DeSantis shut down Florida during COVID, watch. I wasn't, I was not a big fan of Fauci. If you look at Ron DeSanctimonious, he was, this guy said the greatest things. I can give you articles that, well, Fauci's great, he's wonderful, we love him, we don't do anything without Fauci. This went on for months. But he didn't listen to Fauci. Uh, he did 100%. Look. He shut down Florida I will for a give month. you. He shut down Florida. For a month. Oh, he shut it down for a lot of long. He shut down the beaches. He shut down the roads. He shut down a hospital. He was shutting down everything. He also had long lines of people getting the jab, as he called it. Let's all go get the jab. The guy tried to change history in Florida. <laughs> now, eventually Florida was open. Your thoughts, gentlemen. Let's go get the jab. <laughs> um, let's go get the jab. That was an I wanted him to go explore that more. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from a song, Mary Poppins? Or let's go fly a kite, let's go get the jab. Um, I think that um, it's certainly true that everyone uh, shut things down early on. Um, everyone listened to Fauci encouragement, early on. Right. Um, so I don't think there was much disagreement in the beginning mm -hmm. uh, because better be safe than sorry was uh, the order of the day. Right. Um, and, you know, Trump's right to point that out. <laughs> there may be some other things you could say, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what he's going to point out in the beginning. We all shut down and that's his story and he's sticking to it. Uh, yeah. I think that what Megan is referring to is that as time went on, uh, DeSantis was clearly a much better governor uh, when it came to these issues than most other governors in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and he certainly should be respected and admired for that. Do you think, Logan, that it would be better for Trump to just admit that DeSantis was good on COVID? Um, I'll have a, a bit of a dear leader moment here <laughs> okay. uh, real quick. Okay. Um, I think on a national level, number one, during COVID, it was an impossible situation no matter mm -hmm. what Trump mm -hmm. was going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember seeing an article. Some of the people forget, but there was some of the it was probably COVID was probably on a on a perspective from the media. It was probably the largest propaganda operation in history. So I remember an article that came out from CNN. It was called Trump peddles. This is the headline of it. It's called Trump 
peddles unsubstantiated hope in dark times. Unsubstantiated hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't get any more brazen than that. Yeah. So um, I, think, I think Trump did probably the best he could as a national leader. Um, obviously, like with the vaccines, there was stuff that problems with the rollout and development. Um, but mostly the sheep got those anyway. So mm-hmm. it didn't affect me really at all. <laughs> um, I think it's important to I admire like this is kind of what I like about Biden, too. Right. I don't think that you should ever apologize or explain yourself to these people, um, especially when it's like some journalist who's trying to grill you and score some cheap points or sound bites or whatever. I, I think it's good that Trump uh, refuses to apologize. And, you know, he, he can deal with this issue as he wants. But this is where you're seeing some support on the right for RFK Jr. Because mm-hmm. he is directly tackling the medical industry, uh, big pharma corruption. Um, and this is where I think Trump is starting to feel a little bit of... Uh, uh, his feet to the fire because he sees that RFK is popular when he's focusing mi- mostly solely on these issues. He does some other things like uh, climate and and some yeah. food production stuff, but a lot of it is focused on pharma. So I think Trump notices that and sees that RFK is getting a lot of support talking about this stuff. And Trump is, uh, I think, maybe dialing down his tone or not talking about it as much, but I think it's good. I don't think he should ever apologize. Well, but I think that there's a difference in apologizing and just saying, we didn't know what we didn't know. We did the best we could at the time. If I had to do it all over again, I might, I would, I would choose differently knowing what I know now, but there was no one else who was going to make the, the decisions that I was able to make and navigate America through an unprecedented time. Like, I think like that's the answer that I want to hear from him. So and he won't give it. So I think to understand this, um, it all goes back to the media point um, that was made earlier. In a media environment in which all sides are trying to destroy you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or the media itself asking the question, is a dishonest broker promoting narratives? <laughs> what has happened, rightly or wrongly, whether you like it or not, whether you defend it, I mean, Logan just defended it and said, no, this is absolutely... The reason that that makes sense in the media environment is that it is antagonistic, it sets the narrative. And so you get Biden, you get uh, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom is dangerous because he will never apologize publicly yes. or acknowledge any of the sins in California. Mm-hmm. He won't. Yeah. It's not something he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of said, uh, you know, there's some things we, we could do. But the way he talks about it is very, very instructive. Trump is the same way. So right or wrong, I mean, he's not going to. That's not what he does. He has an off switch and an on switch, and with people as well. When he gets back around, and let's say DeSantis and him get along at some point in the future, it'll be just like with Ted Cruz, who he accused, you know, he suggested his father had killed JFK. And, he called and his wife ugly. Yeah, and then afterwards, right, he, he's, we love Ted, we love Ted. I mean, this is the way he operates. It's the way he operates. Okay, let me throw one more clip in here. Um, with, aside from how he handled COVID as yeah. far as encouraging states yeah. to shut down and all of that, I want to I want to play the clip in particular to the vaccine um, because, I again, I feel like there's a difference in saying, um, 
nothing about the vaccine, maybe, or like trying to to avoid saying, I love the vaccine. And instead, he just can't help himself. And he's like, I actually didn't get the credit I deserved. Watch. We did a tremendous job and it's never, you know, they appreciated what I did with the economy. I got a lot of good marks on economy. I got a lot of good marks on a lot of things, rebuilding the military, getting rid of ISIS, uh, the biggest tax cuts in history. Uh, Supreme Court. I never got, I think, the credit that I deserved on COVID. And I'll tell you the way I look at it. It came in and nobody knew it was. We have to put ourselves back then. I had a meeting and we had a lot of professionals in the Oval Office. They say, sir, something bad is happening in the world. I said, what's that? And they said, people are dying. They're dying in China. So he goes on. This is that was not the clip that I thought it was. So he goes on to um, legitimately say, I hear from Democrats all the time who tell me I don't get the the uh, the credit that I deserve on the vaccine. And to me, I'm like, if you're telling me that a Democrat is telling you you're not getting credit for something, I don't want to hear it. It's not something that I'm going to like. So it's fascinating to me that he uses what Democrats are telling him he's doing a good thing on, because I think maybe he thinks, well, we can all agree on it. But to me, it's like, I, we're so tribal that if, you, if that's your inclination, I'm probably going to hate it. So maybe just don't brag about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we do need to remember that Trump is probably just a blue dog Democrat at heart, right? Sure. He still talks to a lot of these people. He still hasn't really changed his views in 30, 40 years. Um, I think we don't really deserve him. He, in, a, in a previous era, he would be the great uniter of this nation. But our divides are too... You can't... We live in two separate worlds now. Trump is built for a better era. He rules he would have been uh, he he probably would have been like i i think he's probably this generation's abraham lincoln in terms of how he can keep the union together and intact and the democrats don't want to want it to be that way now I get that this is still kind of a dear leader moment. I get it. It but is. One of the, one of the, <laughs> the vaccine has injured one of the, so many people, you point, can't defend it. My last point I will say is that a lot of Republicans want to make 2024 about what happened uh, in, with the COVID shots. 2024 election is not going to be about COVID. It's going to be about you. the economy. It's going to be yeah. about whether we still have a country, I, et cetera. We're kind of... Like it or not, the American people have kind of moved on from this issue and they've forgotten about all of the propaganda and all of the abuses that occurred. It's going to be about the economy and that's it. I, I think uh, the way I, I would look at this is the problem is that uh, he's thinking of very different audiences, right? I mean, mm-hmm. And it's absolutely true. I mean, look, I am not happy about what happened at all. Like, I wish, uh, you know, we had done things differently. Everyone gets... Um, good marks for responding. I think he should have responded, given what we know. Yeah. Uh, I was very early on to, to you know, see what was going on. The information was, you know, you want to be careful. Uh, you want to pay attention. And of course, the left was against doing that first um, and saying it was no mm-hmm. big deal. So I, I get the early on. Now, I have no problem saying like what ended up happening was pretty, pretty bad. I think Fauci should be in jail um, I think he should have been, you know, r- r- just taken right out of office and marched out uh, the hell out of the bureaucracy. I don't agree with what ended up happening. But I think when Trump talks about these things, this is the way he operates in the media environment. He doesn't apologize. 
Uh, he never has. He's not going to now. And he has an on-off switch on these things where, you know, and, and does that upset a lot of people on the right, including myself sometimes over the last few months? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but he's not playing that. The, the, the game has changed and the themes has, have changed, um, regardless of how many people on the right are justifiably still angry about what happened. Yeah. Um, I could talk about this a lot longer, but we're going to have to take a break. We'll be back with more. I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Pure Health. So if you are suffering from low energy, brain fog, uh, maybe you have some unexplained extra flab, you may not know it, but the problem could actually be your liver. Your liver is, of course, the foundation for good health. It performs like more than 500 key functions every day, filtering toxins, breaking down nutrients, keeping cholesterol in check. And if you're like me, maybe you have a little bit of tequila and it just has to work a little bit harder. <laughs> and you can have energy crashes, belly fat, trouble with memory and concentration if you are abusing your liver. Fortunately, I have a simple solution for you. It's called Liver Health Formula. It contains 11 powerful herbs and nutrients clinically proven to recharge and revitalize your liver. It also helps protect against fatty liver, which many Americans, I think it's like 100 million Americans, have fatty liver and don't know it. So uh, Liver Health Formula is manufactured in the U.S., and as a listener of the show, you can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce sugar cravings when you order today. I use Liver Health Formula every day. So does my husband. You can go to getliverhelp.com news. Claim your free bonus gift while you still can. You can drink tequila and not feel bad if you go to getliverhelp.com news. All right, I want to play uh, Joe Biden's latest lie. Well, actually, I don't know, because there's a little bit of delay by like when we're taping this. By the time you see it, there may have been some more lies that have come out. But um, Joe Biden on September 11th was speaking to uh, a crowd and he actually made the claim that he was at ground zero right then, the day after, looking on, on, upon all of these, it was the devastation. I want to play what he just said on September 11th, watch. Brown Zero in New York. <laughs> I remember standing there the next day and okay. looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. Okay. It looked so devastating. Because the way you could, from where you could stand. And I'm sure that it was. The problem is that um, Joe Biden was actually... Um, in D.C. on September 12th, 2001, as evidenced by this video. I can't think of any other legislative body in the world where you would hear the speech you just heard by the junior senator from Virginia. Well, that's enough. His... I don't need, that's just, he was there, okay? Um, and that was before his f about 500 facelifts that he's had since then. So I want to play White House National Security uh, Council leader John Kirby, who was asked about this lie of Biden's. Here's what he had to say. John, um, in the past couple of weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks. Falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse. Uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families uh, and uh, was, uh, was, was honored by their presence and the chance mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. make an um, important set of remarks about why we need to continue to remember that day. Um, and he did that. 
Um, and he spoke about uh, a visit to Ground Zero, which he did participate in, um, uh, about a week or so after uh, the, the event. Um, and what that looked and what that smelled and what like, like that felt like. Uh, and it had a visceral impact on him as it did so many other Americans on mm. that terrible day. And he's focused on <laughs> making sure that an attack like that mm. never happens again. I'm sorry, anytime anyone says Joe Biden is focused, it just, it just gets me. Um, look, you gotta feel bad at this point for anyone who is asked to defend what Joe Biden is saying. It's got to be the toughest job in the world. Now, I'm not saying they're good at it, but it is hard. Yeah, John Kirby is definitely the best spokesman that the Biden yeah. White House has to offer. I don't know why they don't have him out there every day uh, explaining the agenda and what, at, try, at least trying to provide some rationale for what's going on. Personally, I, I, I believe Dark Brandon actually rules. Um, <laughs> He is out there every day looking like um, the Mexican alien that they rolled out, uh, just puttering around, <laughs> inventing all these stories. He, he, he grew up in a black church. He had a rabbi. He was at Ground Zero on 9-11. It rocks. I mean, he is out there doing that. He, uh, I admire the shamelessness of all of it. Um, he's barely functioning, and yet he is arresting his political opponents. He's mm -hmm. engaging in just open, brazen corruption. Uh, he doesn't care at all. He's just like, shut up, Jack. What do you do? What do you <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, so friend-enemy distinction is important here. Like, obviously, I'm not on Biden's team, but if this was one of my people on my side, I would 100% support them. It's funny. I did. I used to say that all the time about Nancy Pelosi whenever she was Speaker of the House. It's mm -hmm. like, you got to admire how what a fighter she is and how she goes out there and is just like, President Trump is a criminal and we're going to impeach the hell out of him and then do it. It's like, you got to admire something about that. So, yeah, I think I think what's coming out in the show is <laughs> something about the media environment that we're in that makes it so that Biden, who was always known as sort of a moron, you know, in the Senate, but... But um, but he had a lovable way about him, yeah. and you know he's not like he's not he's not dumb, but he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> and but he but he's really good at what he does. And this whole thing, like you know, he's been shamelessly lying throughout the country while he falls asleep and wakes up and licks his ice cream cone. It's like, what's up, Jack? You know, Hunter never did crack. Um, he just does what he wants. Uh, yes, the the thing about him is that he's always been this way. Mm -hmm. This isn't new. Joe Biden has been plagiarizing people and telling mm -hmm. stories his entire life. It's what politicians do. Mm -hmm. If you're just noticing now, I can't help you. Uh, this is what Uncle Joe does. And, and notice, though, that that is what helps you ascend. That's what helps you get to the top. Constantly lying and dissembling shamelessly, almost as if... You live in some kind of alternative reality that you've created, you've spun up around yourself. Mm. And that's where America is in 2023. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I want to play, let me, let me play one more here um, on the topic of, I mentioned Pelosi. I'd like to, if we could, um, play Nancy Pelosi. She was asked if Kamala would be the best running mate uh, for Joe Biden, which I thought that they had already pretty much zeroed in on, but I guess maybe they, nobody wants to really answer whether or not they support Kamala Harris. Watch. President Kamala Harris, the best running mate for this president? He thinks so, and that's what matters. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that was a nice non-answer, Nancy, Nancy Pants. All right, we got to go to break. Uh, we want to thank our sponsor, though, Texas Land Company. So, guys, Saturday, September 23rd is your opportunity to own, own prime Texas acreage at wholesale prices. I want to introduce you to the Overlook at Richland Chambers, where you can find never-before-offered two- to four-acre lake estates for only $79,900. Go see why this is the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. On Saturday, September 23rd, you could also own a rare eight plus acre district, a direct dockable property with over 545 feet of shoreline for only $199,900. Less than an hour from Dallas, two hours from Houston. These properties are service, serviced by paved roads and utilities. By now, you have the freedom to choose your own builder and build when you're ready. They're located in the mecca of outdoor activities, including some of the best, best fishing in Texas. There's huge demand for lake property in Texas. They've got breathtaking lake views. This is perfect if you're looking for a second home, retirement home, or even if you just want to live on the lake full time. There's no HOA, so you don't have to worry about the Karens. You can buy directly from the developer, save thousands on September 23rd. These properties are wholesale priced to sell in one day, so don't miss out. Call seven. 765 Lake Now or go online to Texas TX Lakefront.com. That is TX Lakefront.com. Congratulations, America. The White House has now come out and announced that uh, we have spent you, your tax money has spent more than a hundred billion dollars on the Ukraine. War. This, of course, only came after Republican senators in January uh, demanded that the White House provide a full report on how much we have spent in Ukraine. Um, so I'm sure very unwillingly they decided to go ahead and congratulate you, America. I mean, we've got a ton of homeless people. We've got crap in the streets in San Francisco. We've got homeless veterans. We don't do anything for them at the VA. We've got a whole bunch of problems in America, but you are funding a war across the world. Great job, guys. Sarah, their border was invaded. Oh, really? Something needed to be done. Really? With violence. There so, needed to be violence on the border to stop it from being invaded. So borders are important. Let's, let's not... Okay. <laughs> Dicker and some, deal and about some borders are details important. here. Right, uh, right. Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely outrageous. And this this takes me back to you know a lot of what we discussed this show. I mean, I, I think there were all kinds of uh, there there are all kinds of issues you can bring up with uh, Trump and DeSantis, and either way. And I hear from people every day on both sides of this. And one of the issues that people are nervous about, I think DeSantis has made some of it clear, is will you or anyone else in the Republican Party mm -hmm. stand up when it matters against the war machine? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have to say on that one, um, wh whatever Trump's deficiencies, you feel as if he's an obstacle. He would just say, wait a minute, no, this is ridiculous. Yes. Maybe DeSantis would, right? But this is one of those issues where I look at Trump and think, well, I kind of know what he would do here, yeah. you know? And yeah. I... I I trust him because you know you think about think about uh, the one other person who did this recently was actually Dark Brandon. Yeah. Um, Biden probably against what a lot of his you know, probably the only good thing he's done in my mind was at least making the decision to leave Afghanistan, yeah. mm. um, which even Trump was what didn't do. You know, there's some reasons for that, but he, did, he didn't do it. And of course, he left in the most you know ridiculous way possible, and it was just a national tragedy. But the fact that we left was really him saying to the deep state, 
Biden saying, no, Jack, you know, looking at his ice cream cone, waking <laughs> right. up from his nap. We're not going to do that. So I think I think um, it's such a it's such a important issue because it's not clear what stops this or who stops it. Mm. The war machine just seems to roll on. And to Matt's point, the interesting thing here is that while I agree, probably the best thing that Joe Biden has done in his administration was get out of Afghanistan. Right after that, we immediately get into this Ukraine thing. So we're yeah. back at nation oh, building. Yeah. We're back at giving all this yeah. money to the yeah. defense contractors and the war machine. And it's the most the Ukraine thing is probably the most astroturfed issue mm-hmm. I've seen. It was either probably that or COVID. But for the last three or four years, it's just been endless propaganda. One thing after another mm-hmm. after another. You have to do this. You have to support the current thing. Mm-hmm. I could give two Mm-hmm. cuss words mm-hmm. about w- right. about democracy in Ukraine. I do not care. One way or the other, I do not care. And I'm actually kind of rooting against them now because <laughs> what's the one thing in Washington that you're not allowed to question? It's the forever wars. It's the, it's the war lobby. It's, and you see this with how on board and unquestioning the, the Republicans are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're completely in lockstep with Biden's disastrous foreign policy here. So uh, that, again, to what Matt said, that's just another point tally for Trump that mm-hmm. he's he is at least against them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, to both of your points, I think, you know, Donald Trump was president for four years. And mm-hmm. while they continued to claim that he was in Putin's back pocket, Um, And and all of this, um, I mean, you would think that if that were the case, Putin would have been like, cool, now's the time to invade because the United States is going to be on my side because I'm colluding with Donald Trump. And shockingly enough, no one invaded Ukraine whenever Donald Trump was president. Only when Biden became president did they think, oh, look, they've got a weak leader. I think now is the time. Um, So it's just really fascinating to watch that uh, play out because, again, that's his guy, according to the left. That's his BFF, Vladimir Putin. That then would have been the time. It's almost as if Donald Trump was so, uh, you know, you didn't know if he was serious when he made threats. And you're like, wait, is he, he might just be crazy enough to do the thing that he just said he was going to do, that it actually worked in our advantage. Trump's foreign policy was the most awesome thing ever. He would kill a terrorist with, with some, like, with some like hero Conan the hero dog, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And then he posted a meme of him giving <laughs> yeah. the dog an award and threw up the American flag on, on Twitter. He's like, "We got him. Soleimani died like a dog." <laughs> and and he'd be and he'd be on Twitter at 5 a.m. sending out vague threats to right. various world leaders yeah. like right. Kim Jong Un. I didn't. I never called him fat, so he better not get testy with me. It was awesome. But the, but the upshot of the, the, the reason it was awesome is because it led to peace. Right. It led to right. relative peace. And right. I, I would say, look, if you're out there, you should think very hard about this primary. Uh, it's incredibly important and vote your conscience. And I'm not here to tell you to vote one way or another. That's for sure. Um, but you need to think about that very hard moving forward. And it is really important. At the same time, I don't think ultimately any of these candidates can save us. And what you need to press all of them for is a plan, right, for how they're actually going to take on this deep state and win. And that's why we need to press all the Republicans on every day. That's what matters. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back.
see Vivek Ramaswamy has taken the Beto O'Rourke approach to campaigning and is now making um, really embarrassing TikTok videos like his latest one here with Jake Paul, where he's just, we can't play the music because it's copyrighted, but um, look at him just dancing. He's just dancing away and it's, you can't, no, please make it stop. Vivek is great. I love his campaign. They're like windshield wipers. <laughs> I love his campaign. No. Uh, he is probably the only candidate in this race other than Trump, I would say, or RFK too, uh, who is not entirely controlled by the donors. And so he's allowed to speak his mind, and this is where he's authentic. Authenticity mm -hmm. matters, and this is why you see him rising in the polls. I can't tell you how much I disagree with that, but we are out of time, <laughs> so I don't have enough time to do it. Okay, I do am I authentic right now, <laughs> or not? <laughs> that would be a no. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.